You're listening to the Americans for Truth Hour with your host, Peter LaBarbera. Each week, you'll hear compelling interviews with everyday heroes on the front lines of the culture war. People who put faith and truth above the lies of political correctness. Americans for Truth Hour will help you to stay informed and engaged on the side of life, marriage, and the God-ordained family. Please stand with us as we work to make America, in the words of President Ronald Reagan, a shining city on the hill. And once again, one nation under God. And now, here's Peter LaBarbera. Uh, welcome back, folks, to the Americans for Truth Hour. Americans for Truth About Homosexuality is a single-issue organization devoted to exposing and opposing the powerful homosexual, bisexual, transgender movement. And uh, we've, uh, well, we were going to do four interviews with our friend Patrick Wooden, who is the pastor at the Upper Room Church of God and Christ in Raleigh, North Carolina. But due to popular demand, we've got him for one more, one final uh, fifth uh, interview. Patrick, you there? I, I am. Am I coming through clear, Peter? You're coming through okay. Um, uh, you're not on speakerphone, though, are you? I'll, I'll get off right yeah, now. Yeah, get off. <laughs> well, Patrick, I don't know if you saw the email. I don't know if I emailed it to you, but we, we actually had requests. Yes, we had requests for a fifth part. Uh, people are enjoying these interviews. Of course, the homosexual side uh, is, is uh, they think they're having a field day. Uh, but, um, you know, th- these are very informative interviews, and we're talking about stuff that doesn't often get talked about. Right. Because we're dealing... Uh, uh, the politically correct way now to deal with the issue of homosexuality yes, is sir. essentially to say we don't want to talk about homosexuality. We Maybe we want to talk about marriage. Marriage needs to be between a man and a woman, which, of mm-hmm. course, it does. But mm-hmm. there's precious little discussion about the actual behavior. Right. And that's why I think they're furious at you uh, because you actually talk about the behavior. Right. Uh, we 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 know that according to the those who are behind the movement, according to their their best strategists, uh, strategic uh, advisors, um, to not talk about about it would give it more um, play, would make it look favorable in the eyes of the people. Because after all, Peter, what could be wrong with being gay? What's wrong with being upbeat and happy? And what has happened is they've taken a, a wicked, a sinful lifestyle, wrapped it in beautiful wrapping paper, and we discuss it as though it is a beautiful gift. What you and I have done, we have taken the wrapping paper off, taken it out of the box, and exposed it for what it really is, and that is a, a deadly lifestyle. Um, it, it damages uh, those who are involved in it. It is not... Um, like being black, I'm, I'm insulted that many of our quote so-called end of quote African American leaders are embracing this. And quite frankly, sir, I, I respect you for your work, and I'm honored to to be a part of this. I've been talking about these things for at least 25 years. I'm not a Johnny come lately to this, um, but uh, you weren't you weren't uh, you weren't brought in by white organizers. No, no. <laughs> as the I, as the no. Southern Poverty Law Center said. Yes. Well, I yes. want to spend the bulk of we have one more interview with you, and we want the time to be used wisely. And I want to talk about uh, the African American uh, uh, leadership. Of the NAACP. Uh, we've got two tapes to play. I want to get your comments on yes, both. Sir. And I want to talk about where uh, uh, the African American community, uh, where black leaders are, and where the black church is, but also where just the Christian church. I know you're not a guy who segments everything into black and white, right. uh, and, and it's wrong to do so. I mean, uh, 
and and so let's let's start with we we just found out I'm sure you're going to be very shocked at this Patrick that Al Sharpton has endorsed so-called same-sex marriage. Let's play the tape. Hi, I'm Reverend Al Sharpton, an American for marriage equality. As a Baptist minister, I don't have the right to impose my beliefs on anyone else. So if committed gay and lesbian couples want to marry, that's their business. None of us should stand in their way. us must fight for what's fair and for what's right. Join me and the majority of Americans who support marriage equality. And there, that was a video produced by the yes, Human, Human Rights Campaign, which is the, the world's largest homosexual right. lobby group. What, what do you think about that? Number one, Al disagrees with the God of the Bible. Uh, the God of the Bible disagrees with two committed or uncommitted homosexual couples marrying because the God of the Bible defined marriage as a union between one man and one woman. Number two, uh, Al knows as a Baptist minister that uh, the Baptist church in practice and doctrine is opposed to homosexuality. Now, unless they've changed their bylaws, uh, he knows that they're opposed to homosexuality and opposed to same-sex marriages based on the teachings of the Baptist church, unless they have changed. Number three, he knows that it is not a matter of he or anyone who believes that marriage is between a man and a woman imposing their views on anyone. The people who are trying to impose their views are the homosexuals and the lesbians. Marriage has always been defined up until recently as a union between a man and a woman. So we're not trying to oppose anything. We're just trying to strengthen and and stand with the traditional time-honored definition of marriage that the creator of marriage gave to it, who is the God of the Bible. Fourthly, how can any man claim to be a preacher of the gospel of Jesus Christ, a preacher of the gospel, and then take a position that is antithetical to all that the Bible teach. Now, as human beings, we're all flawed. As human beings, we're all striving to be perfect. We're all striving to get there. We're all saved by grace, and thank God for that. But there is a difference between being human and fallible, weak or strong, and espousing false doctrine and false teaching. What he has said to me amounts to heresy. And and what is this thing about not judging? We, we don't we agree with God's judgment on on all things. I mean, this is just a well. Well, no one is judging. That that's another fallacy. To to judge is to come to a conclusion without knowing the facts. That is bad judging. When you you look at a person and you make certain assumptions uh, based on what you see and not knowing anything about them. To come to a conclusion based on the facts is good judging. That is actually exercising judgment. See, these people, uh, they accuse us of judging when we actually exercise judgments. If a person robs a bank, 
and they come to me and say, Pastor Wooden, I've just robbed a bank. I am not judging them to call them a bank robber. <laughs> they just robbed a bank. It is not judging a person. It's not, well, you're certainly not misjudging them if a person says, I want to marry someone who is a member of the opposite sex, or I have feelings for someone who is of the same sex that I am. Then it is not judging them to say that uh, to want to marry someone who's of the not opposite sex, I'm sorry, same sex. To want to marry someone who's of the same sex is wrong because marriage, by definition, is a union between a man and a woman. Now, you know who happens to di- who agrees with me, uh, who I am walking in lockstep in agreement with on this particular matter? Uh, the Reverend Dr. Martin Luther King. Dr. King was questioned, if I may read this right quick, he said, a young man said to Dr. King, my problem is different from uh, one of most people. I am a boy. I have I have felt about boys the way I ought to feel about girls. I don't want my parents to know this about me. What can I do? Dr. King's response, your problem is not at all an uncommon one. However, it does require careful attention. The type of feelings that you have are to the type of feelings that you have toward boys are not innate, is not an innate tendency, but something that has been culturally acquired. You are already on the right road toward resolution since you honestly recognize the problem and have a desire to solve it. Now, Dr. King, Dr. Martin Luther King, Reverend Dr. Martin Luther King, recognized that same-sex attraction is a problem. Now, many who try to promote King's dream, they quote Coretta Scott King, who was not Martin Luther King, and where Coretta says that uh, homosexuals and lesbians should be invited to the table of brotherhood. Um, But on this issue, it appears that Coretta disagreed with her husband. Well, I I stand with Dr. King on this issue. So, uh, Reverend Shofton, uh, with all due respect to him, he knows better. Unless he is now a minister who believes that a man can serve two masters, and that is you can be a reverend and a preacher when you when you're not talking about politics and public policy and uh, and and in the arena of public debate uh, it's all right to be a preacher and preach that but then when you step off of uh, out of public debate uh, out of the pulpit and you step into the the real world where you know where everyone else is and in the political world then you take your political views and keep them your your your, your true views and keep them to yourself uh, we got a minute to the break, Patrick. Do you think does is there a special judgment? Do you think it, when when people meet God uh, for people who are pastors who work against the Word of God, who undermine the Word of God as supposed spiritual leaders like Sharpton? Well, I believe this. I believe that the Bible, the Bible says, "He that know his master's will and doeth it not sh- shall be beaten with." Uh, many stripes. The Bible warns us that uh, in the last days, uh, perilous times will come because men would be lovers of their own selves, selfish. And uh, the Bible teaches from these people, from such we should turn away, we should run from them, not even try to win them, but just run from them. According to uh, 2 Timothy chapter 3 and verse 
um, uh, 5. Uh, it says, having a form of godliness, but denying the power thereof. From such turn away. Let's still stop you right there. We're talking to yes, Patrick sir. Wooden, who's the pastor of the Upper Room Church of God in Christ in Raleigh, North Carolina. His website is plwooden.org. We'll be right back after the break. Welcome back, folks, to the Americans for Truth Hour. We're talking to our good friend, Patrick Wooden, uh, and he is a leader. Uh, Patrick, we're going to be talking about your role in the upcoming battle. It's, uh, there's an election in early May in North Carolina to preserve the definition of marriage as between one man and one woman. It's sad that we have to do that in this culture, but it's a preemptive action uh, because we see that the homosexual activists are moving strongly. The courts are moving strongly uh, to uh, impose, I think, for the most part, we just uh, saw, we're pre-recording, uh, this show will air, uh, I think, on the 12th um, of February. We're airing on the, we're, we're recording on the 9th, and uh, just uh, yesterday, the day before, the Supreme Court, uh, the uh, an appeals court in California, yes. overturned or, or upheld a ruling that overturned, a ruling by a homosexual judge, folks. Right. A, homos, a, a, a judge that everybody knew was a homosexual. As Matt Barber, our board, uh, who's on the board of Americans for Truth, said, he should have been recused from that case because he's a homosexual. He had a conflict of interest. Uh, but, of course, he wasn't. He made the ruling that overturned the will of the people in California on Prop 8. Uh, that who wanted to defend marriage as between one man and one woman, uh, that case is likely headed to the Supreme Court. Uh, Patrick, you are trying to do the same thing in North Carolina, and you are among the leaders uh, in that state. I want to play for you. Uh, well, we want to talk about the NAACP, uh, which has now strongly embraced the homosexual activist agenda. We have a clip here from Benjamin Jealous, who is the president and CEO of the national NAACP. Here he is commenting on, uh, 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 you, you tell me, it's Mr. Barber, who is the head of the North Carolina NAACP. Yes, yes. And they're talking about this upcoming vote to preserve marriage constitutionally in North Carolina as between one man and one woman. Here's the tape. Just as the California NAACP fought Prop 8. Just as William Barber, president of the North Carolina NAACP, called me today and said, make sure that that crowd knows that we are doing everything we can to stop that silly amendment from becoming law. Now, Patrick, let me, before you comment, let me set the stage for you, because I've been to these conventions. This is the National Gay and Lesbian Task Force. This is the largest grassroots activist organization. Extremely radical. We're going to talk about just how radical they are, some of the things that they promote at this conference called Creating Change, which is a conference for homosexual, bisexual, transgender, and sexual freedom, which is an even more radical uh, philosophy. Uh, that, this was a massive auditorium, and the head of the, head of the NAACP... Uh, Benjamin Jealous was giving the speech, uh, the keynote address at this task force conference. But wow. here he's, he's talking about your your state, where the local, the statewide NAACP is is going to be fighting against your amendment. What do you say about that? Well, uh, are you? Are you can I speak now? Yes, you can. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 I didn't know. As as the, as the white the organizer, I'm, yeah. I'm now giving you permission. Thank you, sir. Thank you, sir. <laughs> Number one, uh, jealous knows that the majority of African Americans who voted uh, in the in the uh, the election uh, voted for Prop Eight. 
And so even though the NAACP may have fought it, individual African-American citizens were the reason that Prop 8 passed in the first place. Secondly, uh, to call it a silly amendment, the, the, the amendment states, that it reads thusly, marriage between one man and one woman is the only domestic legal union that shall be valid or recognized in this state. This section does not prohibit a private party from entering into contracts with another private party, nor does this section prohibit courts from adjudicating the rights of private parties pursuant to such contracts. Now, I would ask uh, um, Reverend Barber or anyone else, what's silly about that? I would ask, is the, uh, my question would be to, to him and others, is the current law silly? And if it is, why is it that uh, if it is silly, it's been silly since 1986, 1996, so why haven't we come out before now and fought for, uh, fought against the current law? I don't think it is silly. And I would say to any man of the cloth, any man of God, any man who represents the God of the Bible, how do you vehemently fight for fight against a proposal that agrees with the scripture 100%. Now, according to the scripture, the truth be told, I guess this law doesn't agree with the scripture 100%. The, the God of the Bible uh, uh, is not in favor of living situations. Uh, the Bible speaks against chambering, uh, shacking up. But I imagine, you know, people, if people want to do it, you know, they can. But uh, I, I, I'm amazed that men of the cloth, that preachers, uh, are taking a position that if they would take their Bible and, and blindfold themselves and just open the Bible to just about any passage that they would like. They would find something in the Bible that speaks against the positions that they have taken, and yet they stand on these positions uh, anyhow. Um, and many of them, when they when they make these declarations, they make the declarations with their uh, clerical ministerial attire on, dressed in their Class B ministerial attire with their turned back collars. Uh, and I just find it, uh, I just find it to be is, such is a Bar- contradiction. Is Barber a minister? Barber is a minister. But what yes, to, Reverend Barber. What, to, uh, what denomination? And, and uh, tell me about him. How did he, has he been uh, liberal on this issue for a long time? What's what's happened? Well, I didn't know that he was uh, uh, as liberal on this particular issue as he appears to be. I have the utmost respect for Reverend Barber. Uh, Reverend Barber has been a champion uh, in the area of fighting many, many, many worthy causes of which I have supported him. But on this cause, and uh, uh, I, I disagree with him vehemently, I don't see how any man of God can. Um, I don't want to name the particular. Uh, I don't, I'm not sure if he's a Baptist minister or, or, or Methodist minister. Uh, I know he's not a Pentecostal holiness minister. He may be a part of the uh, uh, the United Church of Christ. I'm not sure, so I don't want to... Well, let me ask you this. Are, is, are, are African Americans who uh, either are part of the NAACP in North Carolina or and across the country, are, are you going to make yourself heard to the leadership? Because it's obvious that the leadership of uh, both in your state and nationally of the NAACP is out of step with the rank and file yes, on this issue. Uh, I don't know. Uh, I, I will attempt 
to get myself heard with the leadership. But here's what I'm really where I'm focusing my attention. I'm focusing my attention on voters. I'm, I'm focusing my attention on the everyday African-American person. Al Sharpton said the, the, the majority of people agree with him on this same-sex marriage issue. Well, that's a lie. The majority of people do not. And the most certainly, the, mo- the majority of African-Americans do not agree uh, that same-sex marriage is, 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 should be allowed. Now, what they're doing is they're trying to, in many cases, frighten African-Americans and Make them think that if this amendment passes, then um, the children that are born out of wedlock won't get milk. They won't get the government assistance that they need, that this will adversely affect our children. You know, they're, they're using unfair, untrue scare tactics. Um, uh, one representative said to me, well, what about uh, domestic violence? And if the two people are in a living relationship and they're, they're, there's a domestic fight, then then this law would keep the police from coming to the rescue of the, of the, of the woman or whoever got beat up in the relationship. Well, there are already laws on the book that address that. That argument makes no sense whatsoever. What it boils down to is whether or not we're going to protect marriage in the state of North Carolina so that uh, the same thing that happened in California won't happen here. Now tell me, before we get off the subject, uh, Pastor, what, what has happened to the NAACP? I mean, this, the National Gay and Lesbian Task Force is a hard left hard left organization and some of the things they promote i let me just read you here's on page 69 of their this is the creating change the the uh, brochure for the creating change the booklet of of workshops for the same conference where benjamin jealous spoke as a keynote speaker here's one called sexual freedom sexual freedom consent and wholeness now they the title is consent and wholeness patrick but they've got the w in parentheses so they're talking about something to do with wholeness and the whole, we're talking about orifices. I mean, this is extremely, extremely perverted. And this is a whole workshop. Uh, here, let me just read from it. Freely offering our bodies to meet another's desire is a revolutionary act in a culture that frames queerness as aberrant and defective while championing rigid gender conformity. Now, this the task force has tons of stuff against gender conformity there's uh, this is a radically they promote transgenderism up the wazoo at these uh, functions but this is a whole workshop just about consent and in that context that's the sexual freedom that's the one that talks about sadomasochism they're they're talking about how you consent uh, to to uh, even even violent sexual activity uh, in the name of pleasure I mean, this is what is going on at these conferences. Nobody talks about it. Nobody really, the homosexual movement, you know, they promote these things, but it's all done behind closed doors. I mean, the press does not care, even though they are promoting an incredibly radical agenda. And here you have the NAACP coming along and and endorsing it. Yes, and, and, and Jella says he will also want to make sure that AIDS does not become the forgotten disease in this country. Well, I would say to Ben, uh, brother, uh, to Jella, well, if you want, one of the ways that you can help eradicate AIDS is, is to change your position. You cannot, on one hand, stand and promote and support the very behavior that is linked by and large to the spread and transmission of HIV-AIDS, and then say, but I am for making sure that it does not become the forgotten disease in, in this country. My heart breaks. 
and and I literally mourn over what has happened to the NAACP. Uh, ben Jealous is taking the you know he says that he has a brother who who is uh, transgendered and in his family the little boy grew grew up dressing as Diana Ross or somebody when he was a child. Well, I'm say I, I say his parents should have took the child and whooped the whooped the child behind and taught the child. Yeah, but these days, you know, everybody goes along with uh, with gender, uh, bizarre gender behaviors. We're talking to Patrick Wooden, who's the uh, going to be involved in the marriage effort to, uh, to protect marriage in North Carolina. We'll be right back after the break. Are you sick and tired of homosexuality and gay marriage being celebrated by the liberal media and popular culture? Do you worry about the radical gay agenda being pushed on young children in schools? Are you worried that the gay movement will destroy America's religious freedoms? And are you offended that Christians are called bigots and homophobes just because they agree with God that homosexual behavior is wrong? Americans for Truth About Homosexuality is a single-issue group devoted to exposing and fighting the gay agenda. They are not about hate, but love for God's truth. They are Christians, so instead of celebrating homosexuality, they lift up the many ex-gays who have left it behind and now lead godly lives through Christ. But Americans for Truth needs your help. The gay lobby has lots of money, power, and media support, but it lacks truth. Please help keep this show on the air and educate America about the dangerous goals of this anti-Christian movement. Make your gift online today at AmericansForTruth.com. That's AmericansForTruth.com. Welcome back, folks, to the Americans for Truth Hour. I'm talking to my friend Patrick Wooden. Before I go on, I want to uh, remind people, make a gift to Americans for Truth. Annoy a gay activist, give to after. We need the money, folks. We are broke, as always. Um, and uh, I, I wish I was a better fundraiser for this for this cause. It's a it's an incredibly important thing that Americans for Truth does. We are trying to hold these radical gay activists accountable. And and I want Patrick Wooden to react to some of the uh, sessions that were at the conference, the National Gay and Lesbian Task Force. Creating Change Conference, which just occurred in Baltimore, Maryland, which is Baltimore's, uh, I think, the home of the NAACP, January 25th to 29th, 2012. Patrick, uh, I want you to talk a little bit more about the NAACP, but just here's another. You you turn the pages in this huge brochure, and I'm going to read some corporate sponsors that are going on as well for this. But listen to this one, Patrick. Polyamory Non-Monogamy Caucus. The Polyamory Non-Monogamy Caucus provides an important affinity group for those who aren't monogamous. The session provides a safe, non-judgmental space for folks to meet, network with others, ask questions, and share ideas. Non-monogamy is basically, they're talking about open relationships. Right. You got, we talked about Dan Savage, who has that awful website. He, uh, Santorum.com, that hate, you know, so he's a hate monger, but he, he advocates, he says straight couples need to do what gay couples do and allow outside sex. Polyamory is multiple partner relationships. Uh, right under that session is another one called Radical Queer Parenting. I mean, when you go to speak, if Patrick Wooden were to speak at, at a conference, and then we found out that that conference, say, had a session for some hateful thing, you would be accountable because you're, you spoke at that conference. And here yes. is Benjamin Jealous basically giving a speech before thousands of homosexual activists at, at what is effectively one of the most radical organizing conferences, radical sexual agendas known to mankind. Well, by, by appearing there, he, he endorsed them. Uh, there, are, there are churches that I will not uh, 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 preach at. I won't go there and minister because I can't endorse that particular minister, and everyone understands that. Uh, this is 
and they're not ashamed to appear on, on conferences such as these, if you can call it a conference. And, and these people, they seem to be even to the left of Dan Savage. You know, Dan Savage says that he, he thinks that we should promote the American gay male model after the community of tolerance for pornography, fetishes, and a variety of partnered arrangements from strict monogamy to wide openness. Savage believes monogamy is the, is right for many couples, but he also believes that our discourse about it and about sexuality more generally is dishonest. And some people need more than one partner, he writes, just as mm. some people need uh, flirting and others need to be whipped and others need to... Uh, need the love of both sexes, both sexes, we can't help our urges. Well, the God of the Bible teaches that we can help our urges, and if we can't help our urges, then why is the pedophile arrested or the serial killer arrested? They have the urge to murder. The pedophile has the urge to uh, take advantage of some child, and their argument is, I can't help my urge. And as Patrick, let me ask you about this. Yes, and on the same page as the polyamory non-monogamy mm-hmm. caucus for the creating change mm-hmm. thing is the leather community. Right. So it was bad enough. We, you know, actually the phrase gay community. Think about it: a community built around sin. Right. Well, now we have the leather community, a community built around leather is a euphemism in the gay in the homosexual world for say, and, and not just homosexuals. Of course, there are also heterosexuals right. into this, and it's all about the consensual. Uh, violence inside a sexual relationship. There is uh, um, there is actual degradation that is sexualized. It, it, it is you talk about satanic. Somebody who who gets a sexual pleasure out of being degraded. Right. Well, that's that that is demonic, and uh, I, I, it is it is wickedness. And and you know, Peter, we as as Christians do not get our my, our morality from our biology. We get our morality from the Word of God. And uh, for this openness that you talked about, how one will offer their bodies for the sexual pleasure of another, this self-degrading form of sexual activity, uh, it is demonic to the core. And part of the tizzy, part of what everyone is so upset with uh, us over is that we're actually talking about these things. Uh, that that a that Ben Jealous would appear uh, at a conference uh, uh, that promotes these things. He has taken the NAACP and dr- literally drugged it, it down into a filthy sewer. And the NAAC- NAACP is better than that. That's the right. history history of the NAACP is better than that. Okay, now let's we're we're going to keep going on this because uh, nobody knows about how radical these groups are. Here's right. one, Patrick. As I said, the transgender. I, before, before I want to read it, I want to read the Bible. Um, uh, the, the the core. It seems like the whole homosexual movement can is a is rebelling against this verse, Genesis one twenty seven. I'm just reading the NIV version. So God created man in His own image. Right. In the image of God, He created him. Male and female, He created them. Right. Now. Here is a, a, a page on page 19 of the brochure of the banquet uh, of the, uh, the thing for the creating change. It's called Transgender Etiquette. <clears throat> this is advising people how to deal with transgenders. Um, uh, it says, please do not assume anyone's gender, 
even people you, you may have met in the past. A person's external appearance may not match their internal gender identity. You cannot know the gender or sex of someone by their physical body, voice, appearance, or mannerisms. Pay attention to a person's pur- purposeful gender expression. We consider it polite to ask, quote, what pronoun do you prefer? Or how do you identify before using pronouns or gendered words for anyone? In other words, he, she. When you are, now listen, when, it goes on. When you are unsure of a person's gender identity and you don't have an opportunity to ask someone what words they prefer, try using that person's name or gender neutral phrases like the person in the red shirt or instead of, or that woman or man. And I, got, I want to read one more paragraph and then get your reaction. Because Benjamin Jealous of the NAACP, you're right, he endorsed this. So did all the corporations that I'm going to read that, that are sponsored this, this conference, uh, including Chili's Restaurants, by the way. Mm. Here's, here's this last paragraph, Patrick. One way, and I'm sorry, this is a little bit vulgar. One way of acknowledging transgender people's needs to designate rest, is, to, is to designate restrooms gender neutral. In bathrooms, many tra- in ba- I know it's tough. In bathrooms, many transgender people face harassment that can lead to anything from deep discomfort to arrest or death. Regardless of what bathroom you are in, please let everyone pee in peace. Each of us can decide for ourselves in which bathroom we belong. Uh, <laughs> okay. Well, see how how. How do you respond to that? <laughs> uh, I want to laugh, but since it's a serious issue, I can't. I can't just laugh at it. You, you can't. It, it is so demonic, and that's the only word that comes to mind. It is so crazy. It is so debased that to give uh, a, a credible response to it, I, I find it. I find it difficult. Um, how, how do you respond to that kind the, of the confusion? Confusion. It is a it is a thinking that defies reality. It is a thinking that says you've got to you got to suspend disbelief. You got to shut down the 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 ability the the, the portion of your brain uh, that allows you to reason. You know to look out and say, here comes a guy. Oh, that's a lady. Hello, <laughs> Miss. How are you? I mean. Come on. You can't say miss, yeah. Oh, if if he wants to be a miss, okay, yeah. Hey, i tell you what's going to happen. They're going to make society violent because walk up to the average lady and ask her, uh, ma'am, a miss or or it, how do I respond to you? Are you a male? Are you a female? Man, you may get punched out. But but the the, the sad thing, Patrick, is that God made men and women, and he made a beautiful creation. I can't imagine anything more beautiful than women as as a man. If he made anything more beautiful than women, I want you to know, Pete, he kept it to himself. (laughs) It's in heaven, and we haven't seen it yet. And so now you have your your local NAACP... Uh, guy saying he's going to fight marriage. You've got, right, that, the you've got the silly amendment. The silly amendment. The silly amendment, which is going to protect that silly thing called marriage between yeah. one man and one woman. I hope he pays a price in your state for for saying that. And now he's been outed by his national NAA. Right. He's been outed uh, mm-hmm. uh, in front of thousands, well, hundreds, perhaps over a thousand activists. Because Patrick, you have to see this to believe it. There are if if Christians organize like the forces of evil. The National Gay and Lesbian Task Force, I've attended undercover uh, in 2011, the uh, creating change. And it, and that room was filled. It was like it would have been like Obama speaking someplace. I mean, it was a packed auditorium. These yeah. people are serious about changing society. And before we get to, we got a minute and 30, let me read some of these sponsors 
and then we're going to talk. I'm just going to read them. The biggest one, Southwest Airlines, is an official, the official airline of creating change. Chili's Restaurants, and that's Maggiano's in Chicago also, is uh, owned by Brinker International. That's Chili's Restaurants, Office Depot, Shell Oil, AARP, the Organization for the Elderly, S Planned Parenthood, of course. We've been talking a lot about Planned Parenthood's abortion agenda. Did you know that Planned Parenthood also supports the radical homosexual agenda? Yeah, Planned Parenthood uh, supports the extermination of black folk, according to Margaret Singer, but go ahead. Yeah, uh, just a a little fact of history, and I'm sure every public school uh, student knows that, right, Patrick? Sure, sure they do. They don't teach that part of Planned Parenthood. They don't teach about the eugenicist Margaret Singer. She didn't like those blacks. Uh, Yeah, they they won't teach that. Had the the slaves never been freed, we never would have heard the word eugenics, which is the name of the organization before it became Planned Parenthood. Oh, it's so sick. It's, yeah. you know, abortion, homosexuality. It's it, it, all these things travel together. We got 30 seconds left. Um, let me just read some more sponsors. Then we're going to come back for our last segment with Patrick Wooden. OK, we've got Quaker. Quaker Oats is sponsoring this radical event. Hilton Worldwide, uh, Vegas, uh, MetLife. It, it goes on and on because the corporate world now feels they have nothing to lose because the media is not holding them accountable. But we're going to try to hold them accountable. We're talking to Patrick Wooden. The Americans for Truth website is americansfortruth.org. Patrick's website is plwooden.org. We'll be right back after the break. Welcome back, folks, to our last segment. And this is the last of five interviews. Patrick, I've enjoyed it so much. Thank you for being a part of it. Uh, we feel that Patrick Wooden is an important voice uh, at Americans for Truth uh, for the whole country. Uh, he's he's not afraid to speak out. So many pastors are 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 cowards. It's sad to say, Patrick, but it's true. Men yeah. of God who should be the least cowardly are are, are just refusing to speak out. Yeah, and I believe what has happened is the, the capitalization of the ministry, the the industry of ministry has silenced a lot of ministers. Uh, the notion that bigger is better, and many ministers have built their churches and their empires, if you will, with, and they have these mega budgets, and when they speak out and they speak against things that cost them money or would hurt their receipts or would cause the government to withdraw its funding from some of these family life centers and these various things that they have built on on uh, faith-based money from the government, which all that money comes at a price. The price is, you know, you can't promote your religion in, on those particular uh, properties, and you can't, you know, you got to have uh, secular uh, uh, services, if you will, gatherings to serve the community. Many bought into this 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 stuff, man, and many have been silenced because they. they What's at stake is their ability to even earn a living. Now, that's not an excuse. We are called to preach the gospel if it kills us. Someone spoke to me the other day and said, Pastor, please don't be a martyr. And I said to them, that is not my goal. I want to live. I want to live. I want to get old. But my, but I'm also called to speak the truth of God. And uh, I just believe that the Lord's going to take care of me. I take also measures to take care of myself. Uh, thank you very much. But... Uh, too many ministers have become uh, the kind of ministers who go along to get along, you know, and they want the world's approval, and uh, they've been silenced. And it, and, it, and it is a disgrace before God. In the African-American community, the minister, the black preacher, has always been the last line of defense because we're independent. 
and 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 uh, I, I, we earn our livings uh, through the churches, through the congregation. We can't be fired because we 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 spoken out when we speak truth to power. Then uh, uh, the, the, the power that be, the corporations and whatnot, couldn't just fire us and make us go away. I hold that had Dr. King been anything other than a minister, he probably wouldn't have been able to say the things that he said. Patrick, can I ask you one thing about? Sure. I don't know if you heard it recently, but Obama spoke at the prayer breakfast, and of course, this is an election year, so he's going to be at this prayer breakfast. But oh, he, yeah. he sounded pious. He said he, <laughs> <laughs> he's here this year, 2012. He's there. Oh yeah. But, but he sounded pious. He says he, he says he gets his guy through prayer and from God, and yet Obama, mm-hmm. as a, a Christian, as he, as he calls himself, is, is an avid promoter, uh, the most radically pro-homosexual, pro-transgender president in the history of the United States. Comment right. on that. He's not a Christian. You can't be a Christian and disagree with the progenitor of Christianity. See, you can't support the God of the Bible and disagree with him in practice and policy with everything you have in you when you have the power to do something different. See, so uh, to to appear at the prayer breakfast this year and to to take the scriptures out of context and use them uh, with regard to getting people to pay more taxes, <laughs> you know, I, I was stunned. And then remember, I don't know if you recall, back in before in the last election, before the last election, actually in in the campaign, he he dismissed. The verse in Romans one, I can't remember what he called it, uh, uh, but he, he dismissed the passage. He said it was sort of uh, this, uh, you know, quaint little passage in Romans one that dealt with homosexuality. Right. And I wish I had it in front of me, but he basically dismissed that. And yet right. he cited a Romans chapter in his recent speech at the prayer breakfast. Right. So, well, well, what he's doing is he, he he's exercising the divine divine prerogative. He's exercising divine authority that he doesn't have. No human being has the authority to dismiss Scripture, whether it's the President of the United States or the average Joe Blow walking the street. You can't be selective with the Bible like that. And the president is wrong for doing that. It's very sad. Now, one final comment. We got four minutes left, Patrick. Give me okay. your final thoughts on on the on the NAACP and what should. It seems to me that Black Americans are getting stronger in their opposition to same sex so called marriage and this right. and this agenda. What should be the the appropriate response to the leaders to when when you see leaders and not just Black leaders, any leaders? What should any Christian do when they see their leadership going astray? Well, uh, first of all, I think they ought to follow the money. Uh, the Bible says the love of money is the root cause of all evil. And uh, the NAACP has had uh, tremendous financial problems in the past, and uh, they have, they have, they're in the black now. And I think that what has happened is many of these organizations, you know, there's big money behind the pro-homosexual agenda, and big money have been poured into the NAACP. Just follow the money trail, and you will see what is going on. It is evident that the NAACP is not walking in lockstep with the majority of African Americans because the majority of African Americans do not agree with being jealous. Uh, the, the, the majority of African Americans do not support a transgendered behavior. Uh, there is, there has always been somewhat of a more hostile response to homosexuality in the African American community than in the general community of America, the general community at large. Why, why is that? 
uh, because African Americans have always kind of felt like, you know, that uh, a woman was made for a man and a man for a woman, and the average African American brother, received, even to this day, considers it a majorly insult if a man tries to hit on him for sexual pleasure. Now, in terms of uh, the bathrooms and stuff like that, let me tell you something, man. If you want to get knocked out, just 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 go into a male uh, bathroom in African American community or any community, I would think, and uh, you're standing there in a dress. And many times these uh, the people are, are are trying to hit on people, trying to make sexual uh, uh, responses. One man there, you know, if you, you you don't want to be in there and feel like another man is trying to look at your at your penis or anything like that. We've always had a a a a a, a hostile response or disrespect, if you will, for that kind of behavior. Well, you know, there, and, and and it used is, to be, and that is the truth. And it used to be, it used to be common, of course. You know, and and uh, I've heard many stories from. I heard, I remember a story from a military guy saying, yeah. that, you know, a guy came. Uh, he was a sailor, and they were off. They were, they were had uh, some uh, temporary, you know, some uh, little uh, day off uh, at port, and some guy hit on him, and he right. he decked him. I mean, right. that is not that, when normal. you make a sexual advance against a man on man, or I mean, that is a, a normal response, and yet I yeah. fear. That in the in the rise of political correctness, what's going to happen is somebody is uh, somebody's going to find out that you know oh there was a man and his wife his wife was in the restroom and a transgender man with a biological male is in the female restroom and he's going to he's going to punch him but then the man who punches him is going to be charged with a hate crime that's what yes. I'm afraid of yes and and we're not we're not promoting advocating violence here you, of course you, you not the question if you read the book when the drama club is not uh, not enough lessons from the safe school programs for homosexual and lesbian students, you'll see where when one kid was uh, naturally assumed that the little toys, the little cars, the little G.I. Joe figures, if you will, were were what boys play, played with, how the class and the teacher to try to bend his innate, inherent gender uh, conditioning by the God of the Bible, how they made fun of the child and tried to laugh at the child and to get the little boy to accept the little pink stuff and the little girly things. God made us a certain way, Peter, um, and um, people aren't going to just uh, lie down and, and take this without a fight. Uh, we're going to stand and and promote um, marriage and try to protect marriage to the to the to our best ability. And for for the NAACP to get on the wrong side of this, the, the Southern Poverty Law Center to be on the wrong side of this, for anyone to be on the wrong side of this, you know. If nothing else, Ten seconds, when they Patrick. stand before the God of the Bible, what are they going to tell him? I fear I fear for these people when judgment comes. Yes. Thank you so much, Patrick, and, and God bless you, and God bless your effort there in North Carolina. This was the Americans for Truth Hour with your host, Peter LaBarbera. Tune in Saturdays at 11 p.m. to hear compelling interviews with everyday heroes on the front lines of the culture war. People who put faith and truth above the lies of political correctness. Stay informed and engaged on the issues of life, marriage, and the God-ordained family. Please stand with them as they work to make America, in the words of President Ronald Reagan, a shining city on the hill. And once again, one nation under God. The Americans for Truth Hour, Saturdays at 11 p.m. on AM 1160.